Welcome to the first official Cinecast podcast. I'm your host, Zach Shabbat, and today we're going to talk about the Oscars, Sonic the Hedgehog, and other feature films that are coming out in 2020. Stay tuned. Here we go. Before we start, I just want to congratulate all the Oscar winners. You know, it's uh, it was a good season. Obviously, not everybody can win. But in my perspective, I think everybody at that one deserved to win. So it's it's a win-win scenario. The fans enjoyed the movies. And the filmmakers got what they deserved. So to start off, um, I'm just going to do a rundown of the winners in case you live under a rock. So obviously for lead actor in a performance, Sorry, I can't read. A performance by an actor in a leading role. Uh, that goes to Joaquin Phoenix in The Joker. Um, I actually loved that movie. That was my favorite movie of 2019. Uh, just everything from the color to the acting, the story, the just everything about the movie. You know, the fact that Arkham was its own character. The music was its own character. You know, everything about that movie I loved. And Joaquin Phoenix deserves this Oscar. Um, next up was performance by an actor in a supporting role, which Brad Pitt won for once upon a time in Hollywood. Um, Brad Pitt played himself. So I believe that he, I mean, he, he did a good job playing himself, right? Like it was a pretty slim nomination crew. Uh, you know, I mean, Tom Hanks was great in A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Anthony Hopkins, obviously, is a great actor uh, in The Two Popes. Al Pacino and Joe Pesci, obviously, The Irishman was a great film, but he was, I guess, Brad Pitt was the cream of the crop, and I I, th- I thought he played, he, I thought he was very good in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's it's subjective, right? The It's whoever thinks was the best and obviously the academy thought he was i don't disagree but there could have been more nominees and we'll get into that later then it was a performance by an actress in the leading role and renee zellweger won that one for her role in judy and again uh she played herself her her life story is very similar to judy garland's and I think there was better options. Obviously, her being able to sing and dance really took her over the top from the other characters, from the other actresses that were in that category, but she played herself. And when you play yourself, you can't really mess up. Personally, I thought Scarlett Johansson in Marriage Story and Saoirse Ronan in Little Woman were better, but again, like I said, these are my personal opinions. I'm not gonna argue against the academy they're obviously doing something right so this is just me basing my opinion on nothing anyways actress in a supporting role obviously this one went to laura dern i love laura dern she was amazing amazing in marriage story and she was also amazing in little woman she's just amazing in everything laura dern's just amazing an amazing person um we'll get into her more later with the best speeches but yeah, she was a she was incredible 
in Marriage Story. She believed the opposite of what she is, which I think it really demonstrates how her acting range, you know, like, yes, acting, you're supposed to portray yourself in a way, like a, a part of yourself, but when you're literally, when the character's written for you, it's, I don't know, I, that's just me. Best animated feature film, I thought this was going to go to Klaus, but Toy Story 4, obviously a great film. It was better than the third one, I personally think, so I think it's well-deserved. Obviously, Pixar and Disney, you know, the Academy loves Disney, so it's not it's not a bad pick. I just think that Klaus was a better film overall, but anyways, des- well-deserved for Toy Story 4. Cinematography, 1917, obviously. Roger Deakins is a master. Um, I remember seeing 1917. I didn't really like the film, but the cinematography was what made it better. I do think that the film could have been better if it wasn't shot in a one take, but that's just me personally. The fact that it was a one take was incredible, and it, it was achieved flawlessly. And I think that it helps a lot that Roger Deakins has that mentality that he's, he, he's able to do that. He has that experience and he did a very good job and he well-deserved again. I honestly, out of all of these, I, I knew this was going to be the, the I, this was the most solid win. I thought obviously Lighthouse getting its only nomination there. I thought it deserved more, but I, 1917, you can't compete with the cinematography there. Costume design, you know, this one's a, a toss-up. Uh, Jojo Rabbit had a really great costume design. You know, it made 1940s Germany look, like, colorful and outgoing. And that's really hard to do, especially in time of war and sadness. And But also Little Woman, uh, Little Woman was able to bring a timeless book to, to life. And not only did it succeed, it... It really made it like a, it's a period piece that it's it's very hard to to portray the the costumes and they they did such a neat, a perfect job at getting each woman to have their own personality through their clothing clothing and I don't know it's it it was a toss up between JoJo and Little Woman and I I'm happy that Little Woman won I love that film uh, JoJo is again it's it's it, Little Woman and JoJo I thought that that was the toss up between the two and. Obviously, I'm happy, you know? So, what can I say? Uh, directing. Oh, Bong Joon-ho, my, my favorite. Oh, he... This is a well-deserved Oscar. Uh, he... That Parasite was such an incredible film. I could talk hours about that movie. And I probably will in a different episode. But Bong Joon-ho... It's it was his year. It was you know I I want to see more of him obviously in the future. But he did such a an incredible job with not only the film, but he was able to connect with the characters in a way that translated into the screen. And the f- the way he did that, I don't know what he did, but it just it was astonishing. Best documentary film feature uh, American Factory uh, I don't know much about it. I didn't I didn't see it but um, out of all of these this is the one I heard about the most other than Honeyland which I didn't see either I didn't I didn't watch any of these but American Factory I've, I've, I know the story and it's well deserved from what I know 
Uh, it's about the American factories. Obviously, it's in the title. But, you know, the, the Reicherts have gone through a lot. They, they're filmmakers all their lives. And, you know, congratulations to them. I don't know much about documentaries. Um, not, that's not my field. Obviously, I'm not an expert on film regardless, but I, I don't know much about documentary, but I've, I've heard great things about it, and, you know, I can't really say anything else on the topic. Speaking of documentaries, the short subject documentaries, uh, Learning to Skateboard in a War Zone if You're a Girl won this one, and again, I didn't see any of these. Um, I've heard great things about this one. I recommend it to anyone who does. I, I probably will find a, find some time to watch it. Um, I've, it's just a story about girls who just want to have fun in a time of crisis and war. And it's, it's really, I, from what I hear, I, I hear it's, it's a kind of incredible story. So obviously that's well-deserved film editing. Now, this one, I was kind of surprised that Ford versus Ferrari won. Um, I haven't seen Ford versus Ferrari, so obviously I can't judge that it it can't win it. But I honestly thought this was going to be Parasite, just based on how the night was going and whatnot. But uh, Ford versus Ferrari, I, I know the story. It's it's a great story. And right here, it wins the film editing. So congrats to Michael McCusser and Andrew Buckland. You know, those guys uh, did a fantastic job, obviously, in this film. And uh, I'm sure they're, they're happy about their achievement. Now, International Feature Film, the, new, the first year that this new named category is an award. Last year was foreign film and the years before that it was foreign film uh international feature film uh parasite won that one and obviously this was the film of the year um again i could go in depth about that i already knew going into this night that parasite was going to win if not it was going to be pain and glory that was also a great film and you know Parasite. What can I? What can I say about Parasite? You know, it's just it makes you think. You have to watch it more than once before you figure something out. I. That's. I don't know. It's just an incredible film. Watch it if you haven't. That's. That's all I can say. I'll. I'll use the words of Bong Joon Ho. If you can get over the subtitles, you're gonna see some incredible cinema. So just. Just watch it. That's all I have to say about Parasite. Makeup and hairstyling. So Bombshell won that one. I, I had a feeling this was going to be Bombshell just based on how uh, Charlize Theron looked. And I know a lot of people said Joker and ha ha ha. Yeah, Joker wears makeup. But no, I, Bombshell was just, it just felt like the right choice. And obviously the Academy agrees. The, uh... Just the makeup and hairstyle in that film was superior from its other nominees. And, you know, I don't know much about makeup or hairstyling, but 
you can just tell that it makes or breaks a film. And it's one of those categories that's kind of underrated because you don't really notice it, and that's what makes it so good. You don't notice it. It's kind of like uh, special effects we'll, we'll get to later. Music written for motion picture, and this one was Joker. So I don't know how to say her name, but... So I heard a story that she actually wrote the score before the film was actually filmed, which is completely it, it's not that's not done in Hollywood ever. And it's actually helped the actors get into character. And I, I think this is the right way to do it because if the actors can get influenced by your music, then it's all going to flow so much better together. And obviously, yeah, you can act without music and it's it, it makes the composer's life a living hell because they have to figure out what you're thinking. But if you can play the music while the actor's acting and give that actor that mentality of, okay, this is what this song's about, this is it gets them into character and I think this is why this this score won is because Hilder did such an amazing job with it and she was able to have that influence in the film so this was not even a choice Randy Newman obviously he did a really good job with Marriage Story as well and John Williams you can't you can't disagree with John Williams Star Wars always has great soundtracks I just thought this year was a little different um it just felt a the thing about Star Wars is that it's very nostalgic, and I'm a huge fan of Star Wars, but it, this year it just felt different. The, the music felt different, and I don't know if that's just John Williams getting older, or it's just, I don't know. But regardless, Hilder deserved it for her score for Joker. Original song. Um, this was actually very... Uh, I had no idea it was going to win, because obviously Into the Unknown... It's it can't compete with Let It Go, right? And I was a big fan of Rocket Man, which I'm gonna love me again won for this award. And but when they performed everything, I just I was very worried that it wasn't gonna win, and thankfully it did. But all these songs are incredible, and they have their own story, and that's what I like about these songs is that even though they're a part of a film, the individual song has a story to tell, and that's. That's what I, I like about this category. And <laughs> funny thing that Eminem came out to sing uh, Lose Yourself, which has a, diff- a story, which is part of 8 Mile. But that it just goes to show that a song by itself has a story, but when you add it to another story, it, 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 it intensifies that story and it just makes it that much better. And I think that's what I'm Going to Love Me Again does to Rocket Man, even though it's all written by Elton John and... Bernie, uh, Bernie Toppin, uh, it's just, uh, it adds another layer to that film that I didn't think it could go, so, yeah, Elton John, what a guy, so best motion picture of the year, or best picture, Parasite, again, can't say more, much more than what I've already said, it's an incredible film, um, out of all these films, my favorites were Parasite, Joker, and Little Woman, also Marriage Story, but I was a huge fan of Joker, and I already, I knew it wasn't going to win, and all my friends hated Joker, oh, and, you know, it's, it's hard for me, just because I was such a fan of the film, it's, it's like, 
last year I was a huge fan of Bohemian Rhapsody and I knew it wasn't going to win, but I wanted it to win because I was just a huge fan. I know a lot of people did not like that movie and I, I understand it wasn't, it wasn't a great movie. It was, a, it was a good movie, but it's not like Parasite good, you know what I mean? So, and obviously it, it didn't win because Green Book won, but it would, I don't know. It's just when I'm attached to a film, I just think it's going to win. And this year I went with my gut. I was like, Parasite's going to win. Even though I think in a way Joker's better. I, I don't know. That's just me. Parasite is amazing. I, it's amazing. But I just think Joker has that extra level. I don't know. Uh, production design. Once upon a time in Hollywood. I just, I don't know about this one. I, I thought Parasite was going to win. I but obviously you can't win everything. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I saw that. I thought I liked it. It wasn't anything special. Um, I've production design. I, I I know that they were able to shut down the busiest highway in America or in Los Angeles. So, I mean, props to them to do that. And I, also that house is uh, Tarantino's house. So, I mean good on them for for being able to get your the director's house i'm sure that was hard to do animated short film uh hair love uh this i haven't seen this but i want to i i look forward to seeing this i've, I've heard great things and i think it, what it stands for is really good you know it's about bringing awareness to uh black hair and you know they they understand that representation is is lacking in in film and the fact that they made it into an animation is is amazing because it's the first films you see as a kid and if you see as a kid you'll you'll grow up understanding that this is a, an issue and you want to you want to get to know it better and i think that i they said that in their speech that they did this for this reason they they made an animation so that kids can see it and grow up in a world where they understand and i think that's just beautiful and <laughs> i I didn't see any of these shorts, um, animated shorts, but from what I, I do know that they're all very good. Um, I mean, out of all the, all these categories, every nominee is amazing. I'm not saying that one's better than the other because all, obviously all these are subjective, but, and it's, yeah, I just, I recommend watching Hair Love. I, I'll be watching it uh, sometime soon when I find it or I can purchase it. Best live action short film, The Neighbor's Window. Again, this is a film I don't know much about. I didn't. I didn't watch it, but I've heard great things. And out of all these, um, I'm sure all these are amazing too. You should watch all of them. But The Neighbor's Window just wins. I again, I don't know much about this. This these films. Uh, I wasn't able to find them or watch them prior to the Oscars and. You know they're 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 hard to find because they're not feature films and movie theaters don't like to play a ten minute film. So, but if you if they play in the theater near you, I recommend watching them because obviously these are great films. Um, sound editing now Ford versus Ferrari. I had a feeling this was gonna win because you know it's it's a movie about cars, and anytime there's a movie about cars or space or anything that has an engine really. It, it seems to take the edge on on editing for sound. And that's just because they're able to integrate the the atmosphere with you. And 
Also, I could argue that 1917 could have won for this because, you know, you, you hear the bullets, you hear the cannons, you, you, they integrate all the the war it, in the film. And I just thought that in 1917, they didn't do that really well. From what I saw from Ford vs. Ferrari, which is just a trailer, uh, it did a much better job at integrating you in that atmosphere. And I think that's what sound editing does. Uh, as well as sound mixing, but... Sound mixing 1917 took it. Um, again, it, I think it didn't do that great of a job of integrating the war life into you. But again, it's it was again out of all all these nominees: Ad Astra, Ford versus Ferrari, Joker, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and 1917. You know, space, cars, and two like films that are different from everything else you know and then 1917 a war movie so it's it's all about how you mix all these together dialogue audio sound you know and 1917 takes the edge on this one visual effects now i had a feeling 1917 was going to win even though this is the avengers only nomination and if you you know me i'm not a huge fan of the marvel cinematic universe um, not that the films aren't good, I just, I could go on and on about why I don't like the MCU, but I'm, I'm actually glad 1917 won, because as I mentioned earlier, the, this is, this category is like hair and makeup. It's, it's good if you don't notice it, and I, 1917 was really good at that, because they have invisible, a lot of invisible editing, and a lot of the things you see in 1917 aren't there, and the fact that you don't notice is what makes it so good. And I really appreciate that and this aspect of visual effects that in 1917, you you don't know what is real and what's, what is not. And this is why I think it, it won and it deserves it. That's its screenplays. Jojo Rabbit, again, this is a film about a little kid with his friend, imaginary friend Hitler. And I was, I'm going to see it this weekend, so can't really say much about it, but I know it's a coming-of-age film about the war. And, you know, it's... Out of all these, I, I've i seen three of these. And out of the nominations, and I again, I like I said, I, I love Joker. But I, I understand that other films are better in different ways. And that's why I think that Jojo Rabbit took the the award that night original screenplay now Parasite winning this was warmed my heart because again a lot of a lot of these films Knives Out Marriage Store 1917 Once Upon a Time in Hollywood you know the, these are all originals and obviously they're originals they're in this category but what I'm saying is that these these might be original stories but in some way, 1917 is not original. There's a bunch of war movies. Marriage Story, you know, it's there's a lot of stories about marriage that don't work out. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, there's a lot of stories about old Hollywood. Like, it's... Parasite was the most original film I've ever seen. And yeah, it might... It might be... In some way, it might be the same story as Joker. But I just think that the way it was created and built is 
it's just incredible. It's I don't even know where to go with this. Uh, but those are all the awards, and you know, Parasite. You don't. It's the thing I like about Parasite. It's that it's very genre fluid, if that makes sense. It's it's not really a horror. It's not really a comedy. It's it it has all the great aspects of all the great genres mixed together, and I think that's that's what makes it really good, and as a as a fan of film i and a fan of horror i really enjoy this film for all of its aspects and and just it's just an incredible film if please if you have not seen it i beg you go see it this is probably one of my top 5 films of all time okay so please go see it now one of the, my favorite things at the Oscars are the speeches because there's a lot of great ones and there's a lot of bad ones. Now, I personally don't like when the speeches become political. Just to, I know it's going to sound crazy, but I just don't like it when they become political because it takes away from the award. It's basically just saying, oh, I won this, but I don't care. Here, let me make my political statement. No, I... I think when you win an award, you should, you can you can either make it about yourself or about the people around you. And I I actually have four speeches that I thought were the, the best ones out of the twenty four. Uh, so I'm gonna start with number four, Brad Pitt. Yeah, I. So even though I don't think, you know, I do think he he deserved his Oscar. I I I'm gonna take that back. He 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 deserves his Oscar because he he did a really good job of playing himself. Um, and I know that he did start political a little bit, but I really appreciated the fact that he took the time to thank the stunt man and stunt women and coordinators and stunt crews in general, because Hollywood doesn't do that a lot, and I appreciate Brad Pitt for doing that. And he, I also like the fact that he was very nostalgic about it, about winning the award. You know, he was like, oh, I want to thank my parents for taking me to the drive-in, me coming down to Hollywood. It's... He's basically describing his life story as his character, and I, you know, I that I love when that happens because you're able to. It, it takes you back, and it's like, hey, this this was just a kid with a dream, and he's able to achieve that. And I think that's the point of the awards. These are life achievements. They're not just, hey, I I won something, but I don't care. It's it makes it personal, and I, that's what I like about these awards. Speaking of making it personal, oh my God, Laura Dern, talking about her heroes, her parents, oh, like, first of all, Laura Dern's an angel, um, she talked about the film, the crew, you know, she thanked everybody in that film, and, you know, that's what I like, she didn't make it about herself, which, which never happens at these awards, they usually say, oh, this is like, you know, actually, I take that back, it's usually about other people, but I, and I, I'd love to see someone say, oh, this thing, this is all because of me. No, that'd be great. But no. <laughs> so Laura, yeah, Laura talked about, obviously, the film and how it was such a great story. She talks about the crew and how everybody was amazing. And then she talked about her parents. And that's where it got me because I was like, you know, a lot of people grow up without heroes. And, and, and you know, the, the saying, if you meet your heroes, you're going to be disappointed, or don't meet your heroes, you're going to be disappointed. Well, the fact that Laura Dern said her parents are her heroes, and she wasn't disappointed, that, that just, 
I, I just like that, you know, it's, it was it was a good speech, and, you know, it made, it made me emotional a little bit, you know? Uh, number two on my list is uh, Hair Love, and I just think that what the speech meant and what the entire film meant is just incredible, you know? They said that representation matters deeply, especially in animation, because that's how we first see our movies, that's how we shape our lives and think about how we see the world, and that's... I never thought about it that way until they said it. And, you know, now that they say it, it's it's super true. You know, when we're kids, we see these animations and we don't really think about it. But psychologically, it it makes our point of view better. And, you know, I grew up in an era where the Proud family was on television. Recess was on television. And, you know, there, there is representation in those shows. And obviously, I grew up in a society where stuff like... A diversity is implemented and I, I and there's a bunch of cultures around me and I'm okay with that and, but some cultures you know there's that is, that's not a thing and I think Hair Love is a great film to do that and their speech just exemplifies their film and on top of that they the award they dedicated the award to Kobe Bryant who unfortunately passed away a, a couple weeks before the Oscars, and he's an Oscar winner, so obviously this is sad news for the Academy and everybody affected, and, you know, Hair Love goes out to, their Oscar goes out to Kobe Bryant, and I think that was a great dedication to Kobe Bryant. And again, number one, Bong Joon-ho, just all the, his, out of his four speeches, he, you know, he had a lot of great lines. He had, he said that he was, while, while he was studying film, he, he had a quote, near and dear to his heart which was the most personable personal is the most creative which is a martin scorsese quote and the fact that he while winning best director he says that and he gives a shout out to martin scorsese saying you're the reason i'm here without you i wouldn't be here and then he gave a also gave a shout out to tarantino for saying hey thanks for showing my films when no one else would you know film is like a big family and if you don't support them you're you're gonna be stuck and I think that what Bong Joon Ho did there and he's he's basically saying look without these guys I wouldn't be here and without me a lot of future films wouldn't be made so he's basically the pioneer of international film and I think this is a great step for the right in the right direction you know there's a lot of great international films that people don't know about and I think that obviously Bong Joon Ho is is an icon for this and he's going to keep doing amazing films and I can't wait to see what's up what's next for him and I think my favorite part of his speech was that he always said I just want to get drunk and have fun (laughs) you know he just seems like a happy guy that's he he's just happy to be up there he doesn't care about the awards he just wants to make films and I think that's just beautiful so now we're going to go with the snubs so there was a lot of great films in 2019 as I said before, um, but here are a few films I think deserve some recognition. First off, Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems was a tremendous movie, you know? Adam Sandler, Adina Menzel, you know, just the film in its entirety was beautiful, and it's really disappointing that the Academy didn't at least give it one nomination, you know, like, Adam Sandler, that was probably his, the performance of his lifetime, and it was also a prove-me role, 
you know, he doesn't he hasn't done a lot of serious roles in his life, and I think Uncut Gems was a great way to showcase his range, and he did a really good job, and I I I, may, I look forward to seeing what he can do in the future with more roles like that. And yeah, I just think that it didn't get enough representation at the Oscars. And as well, I I loved Lighthouse, The Lighthouse, with Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe. I don't know how they could have been implemented more. It's not a really big cast. It's only two people. But I just thought the film was tremendous. I don't know if there's a way to, you know, hor- you, you know horrors never get showcased. But, you know, it was just a, a great film. I, I loved it. And again, I horrors never get represented, but I think Bill Skarsgård killed it as Pennywise again. The second film wasn't as great as the first one, but regardless, Bill Skarsgård did a tremendous job as Pennywise. And he should have been recognized as well. Those are just obviously my opinions. But who am I? Who's to say that I'm right or wrong, right? But that wraps up the Oscars section of the show we're gonna take a quick break and when we're back we're gonna talk about sonic the hedgehog all right welcome back guys so i just saw sonic the hedgehog and um to be honest i i was fairly surprised i went into the theater with no expectation at all and i i left with a smile you know growing up i was a huge Sonic the Hedgehog fan. Whenever I played Smash Bros, I was Sonic. Whenever I played Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games, I was always Sonic. You know, I was just a a big Sonic fan, and I think this film is a lot more nostalgic than anything, which is why I think I liked it more than Detective Pikachu. But, regardless, I I left with Smile. I left with... I left with smile. That's not a word. I left with smiles. And, uh, yeah, it was just a cute little film. And, yeah, the acting wasn't great. The, the CGI was better than it originally was, so that's that's a plus. But, there was a lot of great things to come out of that film. And, you know, my first thought was, Okay, I'm going to go see this movie. It's it's going to be okay, and I'm going to leave, and I'm going to have to spend $11 for my ticket. Whoa. But after coming out of it, I'm, I'm, I can appreciate the fact that they redid that entire film because fans backlashed about what Sonic looked like. And I appreciate them for remaking that film and, you know, understanding that, understanding that they had an error and that, they took that air and remade it something that is more socially acceptable, if that makes sense. You know, they if people didn't want to see it, they, they obviously want people to see it. So they're not going to make a product that people don't want. And I think that's a really good way to make these films, you know. We talk about this a lot in class, but it's, it's, a, it's a marketing tactic, I think, they did. It's, they, they gave it a little bit of something... And if people don't like it, they take it back, fix it, and give them what they want. And I think from the beginning, they knew that the CGI for Sonic or the, how C- Sonic look was bad, but they wanted to see what people were going to say. And then they were, they probably 
I that's what I think. I think that the from the beginning they knew that they were gonna have to remake this movie, or that they made a fake one, released the trailer, and they were already continuing fixing the Sonic because I it makes people talk and it brings in more money once you finish that product that the people want. So I think this was a strategic move and I think it, it paid off because the film in its entirety looks really good. There's a couple iffy moments where, you know, the, the human grabs Sonic, but it doesn't happen a lot. And I think they, they knew that because they looked weird in Detective Pikachu. So I, it was a great film. It, okay. I wouldn't say great, but it was a good film. And I, if you love nostalgia and you just want to, shut your brain off for a little bit. I, I recommend go watching it. And to finish off this episode, we're going to talk about future films that are upcoming this year. And then maybe along the line, down the road, we're going to watch these films and we're going to talk about them. So, okay. I've seen a lot of trailers for this film, The Call of the Wild. And it's considered an animation because of the dog. And I know this is based off a book, but it just looks so bad. I I don't know. It's just, I have this feeling. I was talking to my friend t- today while we before we were watching Sonic, and we saw this trailer, and he was like, oh, this looks so good. And I'm like, you know, this kind of reminds me of the, the Marwin movie, Marwin's World, I think, was with Steve Carell. And back in the day, I was like, this movie looks really good. It's going to win a bunch of awards. And it flopped. And I was okay with it because I didn't see it. But, you know, this is this this reminds me of this. Because I, I, they have a big name actor, Harrison Ford. And it looks, it's based off a book. It looks really good. And I just think it's going to flop. And it, you know, it's... And I, I hope it proves me wrong, you know, because... I don't know. I just have this feeling it's not going to do well. And if you disagree with me, don't be afraid to let me know. You can tweet me at ZachShabbat URL. But, yeah, I just don't think this is uh, going to do well. Then there's going to be Brahms, The Boy 2, which I was a big fan of The the Boy, the, the original Boy. Um, I look forward to seeing this. I didn't even know there was a sequel coming out, so I'm really happy. The Invisible Man, I, I think that's just going to be another bad horror movie. I don't think it's going to be that great. Peter Rabbit 2. Um, you know, I didn't see the first one. Wasn't really a, f- a fan of the books. So, I don't think I'm going to see this one. If you do, let me know how it is. It doesn't look that great, but that's personal. A Quiet Place 2, you know, I loved the first one. I'm excited to see where they take the second one, but I don't really know if it's going to be as good. Usually sequels aren't. But again, I'm excited to see what they can do with the second one. Uh, Mulan. Um, it's considered a war movie, which... Okay. But, you know, I don't know what to think about Mulan. You know, I a lot of people are going to hate me for this, but I, I never saw the original one, and I wasn't really... A fan of the soundtrack as a kid so I don't know I, I, I'll probably see it just because it's it's Disney and it's no brand recognition but I don't know if it's going to be any good I've heard good things I've heard bad things about 
what people like I've people have told me they don't think it's gonna be good people also told me they think it's gonna be amazing so only time will tell there's also the Scooby-Doo movie called Scoop I can't do a Scooby-Doo voice I, that was me attempting um again I don't think this is gonna be that great it's gonna be nostalgic which I think is what is gonna make their money back but other than that I don't think the story is gonna be that great and another nostalgic film, the Spongebob film, which I think this is more adult-based than kid-based, because from the trailer, it seems like they go to Atlantic City, and why would you want a kid's film to be based in Atlantic City? So, I don't know. The 2020 doesn't look that great for films as of right now, but obviously, only time will tell to see if there's other great movies coming out. But that's it for me today. Let me know what you want me to talk about next time on the podcast, and let me know what I, how I did. You know, it's, it's the first time. You know, I was a little bit nervous. I feel like I got better as the show went on, but I could also be completely wrong. Tweet me at ZachShabbatURL, or find me on Instagram at ZachShabbat02, and keep... Watching films, you know? You know, films are great. I need to find a better outro. Alright, <laughs> see ya. <laughs>